0: You are listening to For Your Joy, a podcast provided by New King Church, where we seek to restore your faith in a world of discouragement. If you want to find out more about New King or learn how you can get connected with our network of like-minded churches in Burlington, Vermont, and surrounding areas, check us out at newkingchurch.com. Hey,
1: everyone. Welcome back to For Your Joy. Uh, This is a podcast provided by a couple of the pastors here at New King Church in South Burlington, Vermont. Um, It's great to to have you alongside us, Um, just seeking the Lord and seeking to be encouraged in the Lord. And our purpose is to uh, restore your faith in a world of discouragement and um, it's just a lot of fun to, to get to do this and, and see how the Lord um, leads us and think about ways that we can encourage uh, each of you and, and restore joy as you uh, just ponder the things of the Lord and set your minds on Him. Um, but today is just a little bit different episode. Last episode, we kind of wrapped up our um, discussion on burnout. And so, uh, in the next couple weeks, uh, Ben and I both are actually going to be going on vacation a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's going, we're going to basically the same place. He's going to Maine. I'm going to Alabama. Same difference. Yeah. Yeah. yeah same thing. Um, and so we are going to be taking a, a short little break um, from the podcast, but wanted to have one out uh, today, just to talk about where, where we might be going, but also think through um, where we are as a church. So um, specifically, if you are a, a member and attender here at New King, um, this might be interesting for you. Um, and if you aren't, it might be interesting for you as well <laughs> just yeah. to, mm. to hear uh, a little bit more about our church. And especially if you're in the Burlington area, we'd love to have you um, come visit and come alongside us. Um, but today we might begin with the discussion about some possible topics where we might go with the For Your Joy podcast. Um, there are a couple of things I know that it's been on Ben's mind and some things that we have seen the Lord work. We always just try to, we don't really plan out our, our topics too intensely. We just see how the Lord is teaching each of us and kind of jump on that. Would you say that's a pretty accurate mm-hmm. description yeah. of, yeah. Mm-hmm. And So, yeah. So what are some things you think we might get into maybe early in the fall?
0: I definitely want to do a series on glory. Okay. And that's because God's been teaching me some really cool stuff about it. And it's been uh, kind of like a key to unlock all these other things in the word and Mm -hmm. and not just in the word but like it's opening my eyes to glory all around me yeah uh so i i can see that becoming a series um i don't know if you want to talk about it any more than that i mean i don't know maybe give like a
1: you i mean you can decide if you want to give any more teaser yeah i guess give like a teaser on like what you mean with glory like what, what what would be what would we be looking at?
0: Well basically what I'm seeing is that God this is the the reason God created the world. Mm. This is why we all exist is seems important to show us to show his glory yeah. to put his glory on display. He created uh, us for his glory. He He um, rescued us from sin for his glory. Redeemed a a people for himself, for his glory. And in in the end, uh, the whole earth will be filled with the knowledge of Mm -hmm. the glory of God. Right now, the earth is filled with his glory. The angels sing in Isaiah 6, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full or filled with his glory. Mm, Yeah. The whole earth is filled with his glory, but the knowledge of the glory of God is limited. Mm, Interesting. There lies a curse upon mankind. Yeah. Heard about that. Yeah. And uh, so he has, in order to show forth his glory, when he created the world, he infused it with glory. Yeah. It's all his. Everything is is all, uh, every bit of glory is his. So, uh, you know, caterpillars have glory, and trees have glory, and stars have glory, and o- the ocean has glory, and on and on and on you could go. You could look at anything in creation and see glory in it. Majesty, beauty, right? Mm-hmm. Wisdom, yeah. design, all that's glory. Um, and, and human beings, male and female, are given glory and carrying glory in ourselves, and and you could say you could say we are stewarding glory yeah his glory yeah and so when we act um in alignment with his will and his ways we steward his glory rightly and show forth his glory rightly to the watching world mm. and when we sin we fall short of his glory yeah ooh yeah, it's kind of everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's kind of everywhere.
1: So it seems like you don't have too much you're thinking about with this. So I don't know if we're gonna have a yeah <laughs> topic probably. on that. Yeah, yeah. All right, that's enough of a teaser. Okay, uh, let you go on just because it was exciting to hear about. Yeah. but Okay. It may have been too much. So, um, what else? I know one thing we have talked about uh, is maybe um, spiritual disciplines mm-hmm. topic. So, you know, we were talking about the idea of burnout and for you personally, I know one thing that you have really been thinking about is Mm self-discipline and the way that that can lead or not lead, but it can, it can keep you away from burnout and Mm -hmm. create just healthy habits that really foster, um, spiritual growth and rest. Um, and I think along with that, the the first place my mind jumps to is spiritual disciplines. Mm -hmm. Um, going along with Mm self-discipline and in the way to order your time and the way to order your life. Um, and you know, what are the things that you really set yourself to, to do each day, each moment, um, and how those things are defined in scripture, the way that they're exemplified by Christ, um, and those who are seeking after the Lord. And so, uh, so when I talk about spiritual disciplines, I mean, the biggest ones that jump out are, reading God's Word, prayer, meditation on His Word, memorizing His Word, mm-hmm. um, worship and evangelism, just these things that should define the the Christian life. And so I think it's always helpful to understand those and see mm-hmm. um, the way that they can be played out faithfully in a Christian's life.
0: And that's always going to be a helpful... I mean, that would be a helpful series for everyone because n- no yeah. one's ever... Just like lo- yeah. no one ever just like looks at all the spiritual disciplines uh-huh. and is like, yep, got them, nailing them all right yeah. now. You know, yeah.
1: and all and maybe I'll, I'll I mean, I explained it a little bit, but maybe another way I can tease that uh, topic is just giving one of my favorite quotes. It w- I heard you say it, but I think you were quoting someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am grateful that you said it when we were talking about spiritual disciplines one time. You said, keep starting over. Yeah. Right. Because Mm -hmm. with all these things, you just find yourself in a place where you're not doing well. You know, you could read the Bible consistently for a week and then like hit a roadblock or months or whatever. But I think the only thing that we all might have in common is that at some point Mm -hmm. we fail to be consistent. Yep. And so because of that, the best advice is just to keep starting over. Yeah. And when you and when you realize that if you um, lose the habit one of the most faithful things can just be to dive back in, yep, with with no resistance and no hesitancy, exactly, um, and get yep. back into it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so those are the two that I think jump out
0: when I think about topics, yeah. maybe coming up. And who knows? We're about to go on vacation. Yeah, a lot of a lot of like things happen in my mind, and probably will happen in your mind as well on vacation. Yeah. I mean, I think you've come back from vacation sometimes
1: with like full sermon series. Yeah. For our church. <laughs> yeah. Rest. <laughs> rest is an amazing
0: thing. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Maybe just the importance of rest right. and vacation. That <laughs> yeah, could be the next right. topic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'd be a good idea. Well, um, so here's something that I think is really exciting um, happening in Ben's life, if he mm. would allow me to just preview this and let him mm, talk yeah. about it, is that starting here in a month or so, you're going to be going to seminary yeah. at, at Midwestern. Uh, mm-hmm. theological seminary. And so, yeah. What have you, have you been, have you done any seminary before? Have you taken any classes? What made you decide to dig into this now? I guess. Yeah. How'd you get here?
0: Yeah. It's a cool story. Um, have not done any seminary before. I am mm-hmm. just kind of been trained in the church and self-taught, read, read books and sought out some mentors and things. Um and and I have always had this desire, you know, I've I've always felt like I would really benefit from it and enjoy going to seminary. Um but it's every time that I've ever like thought about it in depth, prayed about it in depth, the Lord has put a block in front of me. Like, mm-hmm. this is not the time. Yeah. Um and like I would seek Counsel on it. Seek godly counsel on it. And every single time, like, the unanimous uh, advice that I would get back was, no, I don't think you should do it. Yeah. Um, until this year. And beginning of this year, I was reading this book in January called Steal Away Home, which is a really cool book. Uh, what do you call it? It's a historical narrative
1: Mm -hmm. fiction historical fiction historical fiction yeah
0: yeah um about ch spurgeon and thomas or no wait what's his name something forgot his name um but a guy who was an emancipated slave who uh, then became a pastor Mm -hmm. and then in chicago and then at the age of 39 that's how old I am, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> Spoilers. At the age of 39, he got this invitation to go to Spurgeon's College mm. in London. Yeah. And just the story just really inspired me. Yeah. Like this guy, le- like he's pastoring a successful church in Chicago. And um, did the courage that it took to leave what was so familiar and to go jump into academics for mm. a season, yeah. to learn and grow, and then that led him to becoming a, a missionary to Africa, mm. um, and and it also led to a really impactful relationship with Spurgeon, yeah, impactful for both of them, yeah. Um, but anyway, so I read that book back in January, and I'm reading it, and I'm like, man, this is this is my he's my age, and yeah. it, it just kind of hit me in a in a special way. I started thinking about it again, thinking about seminary again, praying about it again. Fast forward a few months and I started just sort of putting fleeces out there. Not like, not I don't know if they were fleeces as much as, I was just saying like, Lord, if this is something that you're putting on my heart again, would you just have this keep coming up? Yeah. And sure enough, like I would be, all of a sudden, like the weeks that I was praying that, it was coming up in all these conversations. Yeah. People would, I'd meet people and they'd be like, you ever been to seminary before? (laughs) You know, like, like no, but I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Um, and so the Lord just kept bringing it back up. Then I started asking counsel, you know, with some people who've known me for a lot of years, like, Hey, what do you think about this? And the unanimous, um, response I was getting back was, I think you should do it. Wow. So that's really cool. Yeah. So I'm going, I'm excited. Yeah. So what, I I guess, what's one of the,
1: the biggest things that you seek to um, gain from seminary? Like what's one of the biggest purposes, goals that at this point maybe you, you
0: know, it could change while you're there, mm-hmm. but um, one of the biggest things you want to get out of it? I, I think probably the way that I would describe my goal is just like a sharpening yeah. of myself, a sharpening of my mind mm-hmm. and of the, uh, of, of of preach my preaching a sharpening of pastoral um the pastoral gifting in me um i think that's it really like i want to i want to go deeper with the lord but i want to yeah. it's it's a for me like it's a matter of stewardship yeah you know i feel like the lord has given me a a, a ministry that i'm steward stewarding and i want to maximize my effectiveness yeah. you know mm-hmm. i'm not i'm not gonna be a a john piper a tim keller a matt chandler mm. but like god has works that he's prepared beforehand for me to do yeah and i want to do those to my maximum potential yeah yeah it's kind of how i think of stewardship
1: yeah that's great and i mean i think that's similar um advice that I got when I was considering seminary, um, which is, you know, when we, when we are, as, you know, particularly, and we say this a lot in this podcast, like our lens does lean a little ministry minded because we just are in ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, but for any, for any saint in Christ, you know, when we serve him, we give him our whole self, right. Yeah. To use as an instrument in his hand. and, and when we, can be very, um, particular and disciplined to grow ourselves, to study, to expand our understanding of his word and who he is and how, um, he can work and move. When we take the time to expand that, then the instrument that he has in his hand to use for ministry is just stronger and, and, and more sharpened and, and more well-equipped. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, it, in And I think because of that, what's cool is that, and especially with the access to seminary courses now online, which is what you are doing, right? Right. Um, You see so many more uh, like non-pastoral people. That's a weird phrase. People who aren't pastors, right? So Mm -hmm. just like members of churches, Mm -hmm. whether that is people in leadership positions or people who just want to learn more and just be a faithful disciple and saint. Uh, going to to seminary and yeah. taking these classes, and and even if it's not for the degree, you know, they're like, oh, I'm really interested in you know hermeneutics, like the way that I can understand scripture more, or uh, personal evangelism, right? Taking these classes that really help us in these different um, spiritual disciplines, and mm-hmm. uh, I saw a ton of that because all of my seminary has been online as well, and um, you know, a lot of the beginning of the classes, it's like introduce yourself, and and I would say you know, at least a fourth, if not close to half of the people are like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm just a regular hmm. guy who, <laughs> who does, hmm. you know, I'm in, I'm a blue collar worker, or I'm in finance, whatever, hmm. but I just want to help lead in my church better. And, wow. um, and they seek that out. And so it's so cool to to take that step and expand yourself.
0: You know what? It just made me think about, um, this idea of like maximizing your potential and, Stewardship is this passage in First Timothy actually. And it's it's in chapter four where he tells him, he tell, he tells Timothy to um you know devote himself to the public reading of scripture to exhortation to teaching. Um he goes on to say, practice these things, immerse yourself in them mm. so that all may see your progress. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So there's this um there's this belief in in Paul and the Holy Spirit apparently <laughs> uh, that that we should be progressing in the things and like Timothy's already doing pastoral ministry. Yeah. At this point, mm-hmm. it's not like he's you know obviously he needed to be trained and Paul gave him training beforehand. Yeah. But now he's in it, he's doing it, and Paul's still expecting there to be progress in his giftings. Yeah, that's good. And in what he's doing. Mhm. So and he and in order for that to happen, he's got to there's going to be work needed. He's going to have to immerse himself in it. Yeah. So I think that's that's it. Like we should be even if we're already doing the thing that we know that God wants us doing, like there's room for growth. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, well, I'm excited about that because you know, obviously, I see how gifted you are as a pastor already, and mm. like the the fact that the Lord is leading here, and that you here now to just sharpen you even more. Just the things that could be on the horizon for our church and for your ministry. It's going to be really exciting to see. Thanks, appreciate yeah. that. But speaking of First mm. Timothy, yes, if I could take some time to shift towards just the life of our church here at New King, we are about to start a study in the books of first and second Timothy mm-hmm. after a two year study in the book of Matthew, which was right. fantastic. Besides right. the different times that you would come back from vacation and have right. and have these like three or four week sermon series that you're like, wait, hold on, we gotta talk about faith. And like, <laughs> okay, great, we'll do it for a little bit. And then go back to Matthew. Right. Um so, so why did we I'm really excited about this series, just hearing you and, and Eric, one of our other elders, uh, just think about the things that we can do to faithfully teach our church from this epistle. Why did we, why do you think we landed on first and second Timothy?
0: I think what drew us to it was the practical nature of it. And not that, I mean, Matthew has been incredibly practical. Yeah. Um, not that it wasn't, but, but these, these letters are, there's so much good practice doctrine in them. Like, yeah, because it's uh, it's all about First Timothy is it's all about how right beliefs lead to right behaviors, and so there's a ton of just um, practical things in here about how to uh, how to behave in the household of God. To put it the way that he puts it in chapter three, yeah. Um, I think that kind of is what drew us to it. it. It's it's got stuff in here about you know how a person should. How, a person, how people should pray in the church and um, even like hitting on roles, different uh, complementary roles between men and women and um, how elders are to be uh, identified and deacons and um, how a person should wor- live in their workplace, like how they should yeah. represent Christ in their workplace. Um, yeah, there's just a lot of good like Everyday life kind of stuff in in these books. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. It's gonna be
1: gonna be really helpful. We're calling it uh, counterculture, culture, mm-hmm. uh, looking at how the church, specifically life within the church, uh, and right doctrine lived out in the church should look very different from the culture mm-hmm. that we live in. And that's not just us here, and um, you know the the progressive state of Vermont, but even in, you know, the Bible belt, wherever you are, even in a place that, um, you know, especially in a place that maybe has a, a, a prominence of a different religion, um, whatever, wherever you might be faithful living in from right doctrine inside the church is going to look very different from the culture because naturally our inclination as humans and therefore culture is going to be away from
0: God and away from the things of God. And it's always been that way. Yeah. Like, I think maybe we forget and we think, like, oh, just now, today, things are so yeah. bad that we, we really should stand out. But, like, mm-hmm. it was like that yeah. then, you know? Yeah,
1: exactly. And that's some of the things I'm really excited about because I've heard
0: Eric especially
1: just dig into, we're not just thinking about, yeah, like you said, counterculture today. But how this, when it was written, especially, so counter-cultural. was countercultural and, and just the way that the mm-hmm. spirit is redefining what the church should look like, um, and how to live rightly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's going to be great. So, so here's something that, um, I just want to get your thoughts on. We actually didn't talk about maybe, uh, touching on this subject, but so we finished, we just finished up a series in Matthew, right? And, and you gave a a really helpful sermon on the great commission and thinking about, um, our work to be done as disciples, which is making disciples, Right and evangelism, and we had a um, you know one of one of my community groups during the week just goes back and discusses the sermon mm-hmm. that is is preached to kind of dig a little bit more into it, and um, and it's in a place that we landed on and had a lot of good discussion on was and I wasn't expecting it. I'll be totally honest. Was this idea that like there can be a lot of shame and guilt when thinking about our our failure mm. to do this rightly mm. failure to make disciples and to speak up and to be bold in different conversations when it's like right there, the opportunity to bring in biblical truth. Um, yet we don't take that opportunity. Right. And so I don't know, this is like totally mm. totally throwing you a curveball here, but what, I don't know. It just, it's just sitting in my mind. What are some things that you would say to people who, when they think about, their life as an evangelist, as a disciple maker, faithfulness to what Christ has called us, thinking about the ways that they have failed or not lived up to mm-hmm. maybe what we see as the standard. Um,
0: how can we respond when we might be feeling that shame yeah. and guilt? Man, that's a, good, that's a good question. And I would say, I would start with the fact that even the people we are reading about in the scriptures failed. Yeah. Except for Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. Like, all of the disciples were stumbling and fumbling uh, disciples and and made errors, even, like, after Pentecost, right? Yeah. Um, and so I think starting there with, the, like, understanding that this is why we need grace is that we're none of us are doing this exactly right or yeah. or consistently right or anything, right? And so... Mm-hmm. I would start there, and and I would also just say, this is why we need a gospel that says there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that there's no place for, the only place for guilt and shame is to move us toward repentance and obedience, but not to stay in it, right? Yeah. And so if we feel ashamed of our lack of um, obedience in this, and I was certainly feeling that as I was preparing the sermon, yeah, I, you know, like I'm digging into this and yeah. I'm going like, man, you yeah. know, I am not. <laughs> Luckily doing I've it. been doing this perfectly. So, <laughs> <laughs> Right, right, right. Uh, if everybody just followed me around for a week, yeah. they'd be like, and so uh, <laughs> no, but you know, I think we have to recognize that that guilt and that shame is just meant to move us back to the gospel, back into relationship with the Lord. Mm -hmm. And that ending, that ending to the sermon where I talked about the, the way this is to be done is in relationship. The means that he's given us to accomplish this is in relationship. Yeah. That to me is, is the key to this. Like, receive forgiveness for the ways that that you've been fa- f- confess it to the lord tell him that you want to do better i mean this is what i was doing this this week this past week as i was preparing it, it was like yeah. confessing saying lord i want to do this better and then receive that forgiveness and it's the same thing with spiritual disciplines s- s- restart over yeah right mm-hmm receive forgiveness, the guilt and the shame, staying in guilt and shame, isn't going to move you forward. It's only going yeah. to move you to repentance. And that's, that's where you need to go mm-hmm. repent and receive forgiveness. And yeah. then say, I want to, I want to move forward. And, and the way that I do that is in relationship with Jesus. Mm. Yeah. That's good. And so he's given me all that I need. He's, he's equipped me with the Holy spirit with his word. And, uh, and so I don't need anything else, but, but him. And, um, and so now I'm gonna, I'm gonna listen to what he's telling me to do today. I want to try and start with one day of obedience Mm -hmm. and it doesn't look, I mean, you know what? I think a lot of times when we feel this guilt and shame is people respond with trying to get out there and force something to happen. Yeah. And, you know, I don't think that's necessarily the way forward. I think the way forward is to start saying, okay, Lord, give me opportunities and give me the eyes to see them and the heart Mm -hmm. to obey you. Yeah. That's good. And just taking it a day at a time. And, uh, you know, I, I mean, I, I was praying that this past week, like I am not a bold evangelist. Yeah. And I was praying that and and I've been, been praying that actually. And the Lord gave me an opportunity just to like share my testimony. I told you about that. Got Mm -hmm. to sit with a guy that I have never really gotten to know. And it goes to our gym and, share my testimony, you yeah. know, and it's been a while since I've gotten to do that with somebody that wasn't a believer. So, mm-hmm. um, that was an, that felt like a step and an answer to a prayer. Something yeah. I've been asking the Lord for. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. And I mean,
1: I think prayer, and I think those two things that you said, one, letting the guilt and shame move you back to repentance mm-hmm. and the relationship, doing it in relationship, those two things aren't different. Like right. they, they are not uniquely in and of themselves, those are two sides of the same coin. Right. Where it's, you know, the prayer should be filled with repentance. And also that same prayer should be filled with asking for boldness to, to do these things correctly and to be faithful when given the opportunity and to see the opportunity. Right. Yep. So I just love how, what you're saying, all those things point to coming back to Christ. Yeah. Right. They end like the road ends at Christ and being with him and seeking him Mm -hmm. and trusting him and and going in his strength to do those things.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's, it's not scary when you do it that way. Yeah. You know, we get scared because we're picturing something that we're doing in our own strength. Mm -hmm. It's not scary when he's carrying you along and, yeah. And opening the door for you and giving you, he's giving you the boldness. He's giving you the opportunity. He's. And remembering that he,
1: you're not in control of the response. Right, he is the one who will choose to open their eyes. Right, you know, as he uses you to Mm. speak truth, and that was something that was really helpful for our group just to remember that and find comfort in that, Mm. not and like almost lift that weight off of your shoulders. Yeah. In the in the I don't know, I guess weight on our shoulders is just the desire to be obedient Mm. to him, Mm. what Mm. he's calling us to, and that's not even a weight, right? That's a joy that we get to be obedient. Amen. Desire that we should have. Right. Um. So, yeah, the Lord was just putting that in my mind, and I figured you would have some Good. helpful thoughts on that. Mm. Um, but I'm really excited about where we might be going here in a couple of weeks, both with our church and um, and also uh, with this podcast and the ministry that the Lord's going to be giving you as you begin seminary. Um definitely want to uh, keep an eye on the time here and not go too far, but I, I yeah. just, we wanted to... Um, tell you guys where we are personally and thinking about the next couple of weeks and months. Um, and so after a, a quick little break, we will jump into some of these topics. Um, Ben, anything else you got? You want to, you want to say to
0: our faithful
1: followers here?
0: Hmm. No, I think just, um, keep working on these things that we, especially is you know, I've heard from a lot of people about the burnout series. Yeah. Keep working on those things. If you've been in that kind of season of burnout, know that it takes time and it takes consistency over time and you will start feeling a whole lot better. I know I am. So Mm -hmm. praise the Lord.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Praise God. Mm -hmm. Cool. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, We do always pray and ask the Lord that this is helpful, um, that he would use these uh, to his glory and for Mm -hmm. our good. And so... Let us know if there is anything you want us to talk about. Mm. I feel like we've been doing this long enough now that I can, yeah. I can maybe say that. Yeah. If you have any suggestions yeah. you as our listeners, we'd love to hear mm-hmm. your feedback. Um, but until then, um, we hope that you're restored with joy and with faith, uh, even with all the discouragement around you. Uh, continue to seek the Lord, mm-hmm. and we'll talk to you soon. See ya.